Welcome to episode 242 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I welcome the very, very talented, very, very kind, very, very incredible Kari Strong. And as you just heard, that is some seriously beautiful, well-made music. And that song is called The Cherry Tree, which you can hear all the way at the end of the show. And it's from Kari's album, Beneath the Cherry Tree. It's by Kari Strong and her musical partner, Josh Goforth. There's such beautiful sincerity to Kari and Josh's music. And I was so thrilled to get to talk to Kari about all of this. We had a great conversation. I think you're going to enjoy getting to know her. Of course, if you want to reach me, goodstuffpod at gmail.com or find me on social media, the at symbol, goodstuffpod. That's where I am. That's where I'll be. Feel free to reach out. And now, here is Kari Strong. It is a great pleasure to welcome Kari Strong to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Kari, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. It is. Uh, it's a. It's a privilege and an honor to have you. I'm so thrilled to to talk to you. We have a lot of ground to cover, and I'm really excited to do it. You have a really interesting story and and an interesting angle that you take. Um, so before we uh, before we get into it, before we like really dig in, where where are you right now? Where are you located in the world? I am about 12 minutes east of Asheville, North Carolina, in in a. Um, what's called Swannanoa. It's not exactly a town. It's just a little area. Okay. That's interesting. I've never heard anyone say that they live in a little area. Very. That seems like a very Asheville kind of thing to do. Um, interesting. Cool. So Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I'm in Houston, Texas. Uh, it is not a little town. It's a big town, a big place. But I, I love getting to, to talk to folks like you from other places with, with other areas of interest and things like that and and hearing the story behind why you do what you do were you always a musician growing up um no I always loved to sing and when I was four or five years old I actually asked for voice lessons at that young age and my parents were told somehow that it would harm my voice and then life went on and I I did learn a little guitar when I was 12 and dabbled in guitar, but it wasn't really until my 30s that I took up music. That's interesting. So your your parents were under the led to believe that um, by you singing at that age, it would harm your voice. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, huh. Wow. Okay. So, but you've always been interested in music, and and it wasn't until your thirties that you you started getting a little bit more musical. But but you had been writing, right? Like you were you were um, 
you, you know, you, you do that side of things as well for a long time, right? Some poetry, well, if I'm not mistaken. I, yes, I I started out in well, I was late 30s. I started studying very intensely poetry and writing, and I had no idea that I could ever write a song, never crossed my mind, just wasn't something that I um, could imagine. It was never in my mind that that was something I could do, probably because music was, um, except for my father played the harmonica, we were passively related to music as a family. You know, record. we listened to recordings. We didn't, um, by and large, mostly make music. Hardly anybody in my family was a musician. So I, I think it just wasn't part of my sense of a possibility for myself. But poetry, I was completely in love with poetry and worked hard at it. Hmm. And I studied classical guitar there in my late 30s. And then I then I took up fiddling. Okay, so you took up fiddling, you took up guitar. What were there any like specific um, experiences that you had that that sort of made you want to explore the musical side of your uh, of your artistic abilities? Um, I think it was really coming to North Carolina that it, that it began. I was so crazy about classical guitar and Irish fiddling, but that was about learning, you know, beautiful music that somebody else wrote. And the actual, and I was a dabbler, I dabbled in art, um, drawing and painting just throughout the years. I was an elementary school teacher for 12 years and I would take a class here and take a class there. So I've always loved to be creatively engaged, but I, I, um, it wasn't until I came to North Carolina that somehow I think being here surrounded by so much creativity, suddenly the poetry writing, which, which, which I, I did, that was really my, and the art, um, that creativeness in myself came together with the music. And I don't know exactly how it happened. I just one day wrote a song and, and, and I was here and because I'm not from here. I've only been here about eight, nine years. Mm -hmm. I think at a certain point you become a native, <laughs> but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure at which point, you know, having saying that having been here in Houston for, for a year. Um, but it, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing when you go to a new place and you sort of immerse yourself in the, the culture, especially if it's very different from where you used to live, you, you find that you learn a lot of interesting new things if you're open to it. Did you find that that was the case for you? Yes. Yes, I, I felt like I had come home to where I really always belonged huh. and huh. was most natural to myself. And I uh, I was very surprised. How did I, in, in middle age, find myself where I might have happily grown up but didn't? Well, it's good that you found that. That sense of home is, um, you know, incredibly important. You, yeah. mentioned, you mentioned that you were a teacher um, for, for several years. Um, how did teaching inform the, the music that you make? Did that inspire you in, a, in any sort of specific direction? I, yes, I love children. And my favorite thing about teaching them um, – was the literature and sharing this, reading the stories to them and with them and um, 
so I did actually start writing children's stories after, well, during, but also kind of it, it fell upon the heels of poetry. I first was started writing poetry and then I started writing stories. So just my love of that whole world of the imagination and innocence that you find in children's literature, I think is just, is all part of it. And, and speaking of that, you know, the, the new album that you've made is called Beneath the Cherry Tree. And if you were to describe, right, the, just the, the overall sort of general tone of the record, how would you describe it to listeners before they even hear a note? Oh, gosh, what a, what a <laughs> wonderful question that I would say that it's modern folk with a Celtic feel with undertones of old time and bluegrass. That's kind of the, the melodic genre. And then the lyrics are up about innocence and caring and inclusiveness and relationships and family and love and um, the magicalness and wonder of looking through a child's eyes. There's a lot of that in it. That's, that's very well said. Um, so we're, we'll, we'll sort of dig into this a little bit. So you mentioned um, the Celtic influence. Have you always been influenced and interested in, in Celtic music? And I, I, I'm going to say this possibly all wrong, but for those who may not know Celtic music, it's music that's, primarily from Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the, it's, uh, it's very good. It's very, it's a very good genre of music um, with a lot of uh, interesting instrumentation. What, what drew you to that side of things? Um, I, I don't know, except that given our very big world and my chance to travel twice, I've been to Ireland and I, instead of going, you know, so many other places, and I haven't traveled very much, twice to Ireland, and I don't know why. I love the music. The people are amazing. The land is amazing. I'm, I'm just drawn there, and I do love the music. And when I took up fiddling, I, I took up Irish fiddling, and I do love Scottish fiddling as well. Um, so it started there, five years of intensively learning Irish tunes, and there, and I love them, and and the songs as well. So that seeps into my songwriting. That's excellent. Um, so you have a, a now is as good a time as any for us to talk about the um, the musical partnership that you have with Josh Goforth. Can you, can you give us a little bit of background about how you all started working together and, and how it works with the two of you? Sure. I started coming to, to this area because of a music camp called the Swananoa Gathering, and it's right here where I ended up living, uh, moving. And um, my, my Irish fiddle teacher taught there years ago, and so I made the trek out here from California, where I'm from originally, and it's there that I met Josh Goforth because he was teaching there. And then I, 
I took a class from him and then I started private lessons with him and I studied for a year. We, we did fiddling and guitar and I, I was all excited about learning how to sing harmony with my voice and just all sorts of things I, I would uh, learn from him. And then another year passed and I again had, he's an amazing teacher, really, really fine teacher. Again, I was taking his classes at the music camp in the summer. And that is where um, the, the, the inspiration for the album took place, really. My, my father was the one who said that I really, really should record my, my songs. And then I had already been a student of Josh's in private lessons for a year when I was sitting at a table in the cafeteria at the music camp and I had shared my my friend is a bear song with a class and I had received such an overwhelming amount of affirmation and praise from these classmates that right there at the camp I I thought um, and my father had passed away just a few months before I said I want to make an album and I and I asked him sitting there at the table and he said I'll help you and that's how it started and then we started working that fall in my private lessons and we started going over all of the songs that I had to date and he was he's my songwriting teacher and then I kept writing I started becoming quite prolific because I think having a teacher such a good teacher it it was inspiring and I had this goal to want to make an album and I just kind of just started giving my whole self to writing songs mm, beautiful so let's uh let's dig into a couple of the songs um the partnership sounds amazing I mean I think that for anyone to be so inspired by a teacher and then have a chance to work with them as equals and peers it's got to be um it takes two special people to be able to pull that off. And and I imagine that you all get along very, very well. Um, and, and the personalities mesh and align very, very well. Um, so I, I was really, uh, I have a question that I'm, that I'm holding off on, but I'm going to ask it now. I don't want you to answer it yet. I want you to just think about okay. it. And, and that is like, when you've played this music for kids, what has the response been? So you don't have to answer it now because I want to get into a couple of the songs. And then I think when people hear a bit about how you're approaching this, the, the answer will um, be even more interesting. So let's start with even the very first song on the album, The, the Cherry Tree. Tell us a little bit about the story behind it. I think that one thing that's really cool about getting to talk to really thoughtful um, musicians and writers like you is that there's always more going on than just what you hear in the song. So I'd love to hear a little background and a little bit of the story about the, the cherry tree. And of course sure. the album's called beneath the cherry tree. So there's gotta be stuff going on here. Right. Right. Um, yes. You, you're, you're correct that there's a lot more going on there. There's a lot of metaphor going on in all of my songs received literally by a child or they're really for all ages because there's such a metaphorical element that applies to adults. And the cherry tree um, is really about a person who 
has an adult, it's the whole cycle of starting as a child and having the eyes of that see the wonder and the magicalness of our world. And then this person in this in this song is special because they don't lose it. So many people seem to lose it. And I have wondered long at how is that lost when you see a child's eyes, their face, their relationship to everything. Um, all of the songs are set in nature and steeped in a love of nature. And that Song of the Wind would, would be a good example of uh, the whimsicalness. The, I love to, I, I guess they call it in literary terms, personify. I love to personify nature. And I don't think of it just as a simple literary device at all. I think of it as actually quite true. I think everything has spirit and life and and is important and is of value and we're all connected. I think I'm, I, I have a little bit of a Native American in me. Mm-hmm. And so that's what comes out a lot in my songs is, is um, bringing to nature to life and bringing the animals to life. And um, that Song of the Wind would be a good example, the whimsicalness. Yeah, so you mentioned you know bringing animals to life. So I think a, a really good example of that would be the song "A Party for Pig." So tell us a little bit about that song and and the story with that one. Well, that one I think I've I've pondered that one, and <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm pondering them what to say for a concert. You know, what am I going to say? I haven't performed much at all, but the little bit I've performed, you know, what am I going to? What can I say about the songs and? The party for a pig, I think, has something to do with my own relationship to moving and being new and something about my sense of how important it is to include people in at all levels of life, whether it's a new child in an elementary school or it's a new adult to um, a, new, a new place they've moved to or a new group they've joined or a new job they've started any any person of any age of any location of any situation i wish that they would be welcomed and sometimes i have not felt welcomed like mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody and everybody's friends with everybody and i've felt left out and i think as my whole life i've had that happen maybe at once a few too many times and so party for pig i don't write ever with an idea in mind oh i want to write about this i just write and then i look at it afterwards and i reflect and that is what i reflected upon and i thought oh i think that that's how i want to be treated and how i want everybody especially children to be treated when they're new to somewhere that everybody comes together and welcomes them. Mm. So Party for Pig is something I would like for children to hear and to love and to sing and for it to remind them that when that new kid walks in the door after the school year's already started or wherever they might be, that they'll make a special effort to reach out to them and include them and just don't let them be left you know, 
by themselves, not having any, no any friends or, you know. And I, I find as an adult, if I'm somewhere at a gathering or a party, I can't help myself. I, I notice the person standing alone. I don't, I just do. And I go and I reach out to them. Mm. The, the, the sensitivity with which you, you approach the songwriting and I think life in general is really, uh, is really important and you should be commended for that because I, you know, we've all been in situations in our lives where we felt not included. And that feeling is one of the, I'm going to use the technical term for it is one of the yuckiest feelings around. So to, to yeah. go after that and, and encourage families and, and kids who are listening to, to sort of be proactive and, and be aware of that happening, I think is really, really great because it, it is unpleasant. It is uncomfortable. And it, and why shouldn't we be sensitive to those around us and try to make, I believe it is trying to make the world a better place, right? And include everyone. Yes. So, yes, thank so you. you're welcome. So now I think is the right time to get back to that question I asked, but wouldn't let you answer, which is very professional interviewing style, right? Um, but <laughs> I'm just curious about like when you've performed these songs or maybe it's not even like at a performance, but when you get, when you hear from people like, how are how are kids in particular reacting to to the music that you're putting out there? Oh, I'm just so curious. Okay. Well, the honest truth to that answer to that question is, I do not really know, and the the reason I say that is because I have performed very little, and I'd like to perform more, but I've been so immersed in songwriting that I haven't um, worked at trying to perform more. I've just been busy writing. And uh, very few children, I have, I have ex played for very few children. And I, so I, I have, I mean, a handful. I really don't know. And people don't write to me and tell me. I've heard more from adults, and they tell me their kids love the the songs. That my neighbor, for example, said that her grandchildren every night they want to hear the music before they go to bed. Mm -hmm. So I, I hear things like that from adults that their children love the the songs, um, but actually to have experienced myself seeing them, almost not at all. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I look forward to that. I want to more. Sure, of course. I mean, my guess, right? And I'll I'll share my feedback, right? I'll share my experience. So I I'm a dad, a father of three. I have two girls who are six and eight. Um, my son is is ten, so he you know he doesn't like anything. He's just at that phase. But I was I was listening to this. I had my headphones on, and I was at work, and I was listening to this, and I was like, this is just so soothing and calming and it's it's vivid you know the the lyrics are vivid and nothing gets lost in the mix and i can't wait to get home to play it for my daughters because they're gonna love the all the imagery and and the fairies and things like that but the deeper message i think is really what i'm most excited about them uh taking in so I realize that's not an entirely fair question, but I think you answered it in a really beautiful way. And I would take that feedback from parents, right? 
as the uh, as the real feedback because you know what what my, I'm going to play this for my daughter and I'm going to know what my thoughts and hopes are that she's going to get out of it and I'm going to say to her like well did you like it and she's going to say yeah and then she's going to run away but the the depth with which you're coming at this from the songwriting perspective doesn't get lost and I think that that's you know even if it's just coming from me to you as someone who listens to a lot of music it's uh it's it's good feedback for you to have and good to know how the mm-hmm. the effort and work that you're putting in is really reaching people so oh thank you thank you so welcome. much you're very welcome so so on that note um what's the best way for for folks to keep up with you and to hear about everything that you're doing or read about or or i don't know if you're a social media person or website or what have you but what's what's the best way for folks to do that um the best way would be uh, my website, which is simple, kari-strong-music.com. No, no, I'm sorry, www.kari-strong-music. And um, then I do have a Kari Strong Music Facebook page, and I do post, um, I do post things there. And um, yeah, that's those are the two best ways right now. Great. Those are those are ways that I know and understand as well. Um, so, Kari, it was really, I mean, just fascinating to talk to you. I love that you're when you came to music and how you came to music. And and I think that your story is is really cool. And and your reasoning for behind why you're doing what you're doing is all the right reasons. And you're you're making you know, the whole point of this podcast is to talk to people who are doing good things for for kids and families. And, and you you made the list. So thank you so much oh. for your time. And it was great talking to you. Thank you, Mike, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for letting me share. You're welcome. And Kari, it was an honor to be there with you while you were sharing and to learn so much about you and about the music that you make. I think you all really got a feel for who Kari is and the authenticity, the authenticity, that's how you say it, the authenticity with which she approaches the music that she makes. So I think you probably want to hear some of that music and I will happily make that happen for you. Here is The Cherry Tree by Kari Strong with her musical collaborator, Conlet collaborator having a tough time getting the words out but i'm not going to edit it because that wouldn't be real that wouldn't be authentic here is the cherry tree by kari strong and josh goforth from the album beneath the cherry tree beneath the cherry tree having a hard time maybe i'm hungry maybe it's all this talk about cherries i'm hungry anyway here it is thanks for listening thanks again to kari Yeah.